welcome to our show, man. One plus one equals two. Relationships is all about addition and subtraction. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Verdejo. And I'm Gina Verdejo. You know it's true, I wanna go with you. I'll be right there, closing you. Whatever it takes to get to know. What it is, what it is, what it is. What it is, it's your boy Trey Verdejo. It's your girl Gina Verdejo. And this is one plus one equals two. Relationship is all about addition and subtraction. Yeah, episode 17. Knowledge it feels like God. it's been forever. Woo, now let's go. Now let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's on us. That's on us. We apologize. Sorry for the wait. Skip the month. Yeah, we are here. We are We're here. Back. Check us out. You know what I mean? Get your beer products. We just had a nice event over in um, Bowie Town Center. I like that event. Yeah. It was yeah, really nice. Yeah, yeah, Two-day yeah. event. So look out. They have another one coming up later this year, but I don't remember the month. In but October. it was in Bowie. It's in October. Yeah, in October. Yeah. So. Like the vibe, the people. Beautiful sure. event. Babe, we had a couple. The wife came on Saturday. She bought some stuff for her husband. She, said, she reached out and texted and said, he loved it. I'm going to come back. And we want to get more. And they came back Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bought more and for a friend and somebody else. So really appreciate Boy. They were really good. Nah, they show love. They yep. show love. So I appreciate that. Um, what else we got going on? Um, we have some updates and some changes. We're gonna do some things, so you guys just stay tuned. Hang in there with us. We're still here. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, this is going to pretty much wrap up season one. Right. Um, and then we'll jump into season two. Um, Change the format a little bit. We're going to update some things. Yeah, sometime during the summer. So, um, shoot some ideas our way. If y'all mm-hmm. like to see some things, but we definitely going to have a whole different setup. You look, everything. Stay tuned. One plus one equals. It's still two. You know it. <laughs> Always. Alright, so I know this month is important for you, babe. What are we jumping off with, man? So, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And that has been key in our community and for me. Um, I kind of advocate for it all the time, but I'm glad to say that more people are kind of taking it a little more serious. So, your mental health is key. If your mental not right, ain't nothing going to be right. Mm. So that's important. I, I, I definitely take a lot more serious as you'll see some of the topics we'll talk about and mm-hmm. how, you know, how much of this we relate to in regards to dealing with mental health. And, right. Because it affects so much. Man. It does. It, it affects your mental includes emotional, psychological, and social well-being. Mm. That's mm. a lot, right? Mm. Mm, mm, all of that is tied into your mental health. So, so let me um, I want to put you on the spot. You know how we do. We share as much as we can. But is there a particular scenario that you would like to share or talk about as far as some type of mental health situation, how you overcame it, or somebody you know that went through something, some advice you gave them? Or um, for me, real quick. My first encounter with dealing with mental was when I was forced to do it, to deal with um, anger, anger issues. I had to go to anger management. And I didn't realize at the time that I had a lot of things from early childhood and it caused me to act out. So that was something that was kind of like, wow. And as we unfolded all these things and talked about it, 
it it just opened up it was like a whole new day a whole new me a whole new everything so that was kind of like my first encounter with it and then I share this often um, with my car accident and I, I was struggling for a long time and when I finally got with the right therapist and we kind of unfolded what was going on and that's how I came into realizing that I had PTSD and again, when we talk about PTSD, we often think about a military. PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. And it can be triggered by different things, encounters in your life. And um, my car accident was, I was hit by an 18-wheeler. And the 18-wheeler crashed and smashed me into a truck. So I was pinned in the car and I had to be cut out of the car. And for some odd reason, I couldn't shake the accident i would see it happening over and over and over and over and i struggled for a long time before i got help and then i was embarrassed to share that i was struggling so now and i'm good like i i worked through it i got past it and it's part of your mental health and i realize now how important that is for me so again with the anger part something that trey can shake off and he does not trip, y'all. He be so like, it's cool. No big deal. I cannot shake it as easy as he can. <laughs> I'm like at 10 and he's at 3. And he will never reach 10. And I have to calm down 10, 9, 8. But it takes me a moment. But now I acknowledge that and I work at not reacting. I just don't want it. I, I've lost all desire to drive. And I know it's because of my accident. I'm not afraid to do it, but I just don't, I don't want to do it. I'm over it, but it's okay. It's okay. So those are my two, you know, that helped me recover, um, helped me be back to me, helped me get back on track. So what about, what about with you? Because I know when we talked about it and I first started bringing it up, oh my God. God, you would have thought I said the man had to go to hell. Because I was like, babe, maybe you could talk about outside of me. Outside of somebody who knows you. He went with it, y'all. He was like, nope, that's not what I do. And I, I had to wait on it because I felt like I was pushing. And then when he finally expressed to me why he felt that way, it made perfect sense. So. I definitely was one of those who were against it. Mm -hmm. And was a big advocate of... Nah, I'll talk to somebody. You know, you can handle it on your own. Um, and I realized that was the kind of environment I had to adapt to early. Mm -hmm. And I was forcing other people into kind of believing that. Or my struggles that I'm proud of because it made me who I am. You know, we say, oh, I don't want to change anything because now nah, I'd rather change some things. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of go back a little bit on that statement only because, you know, my struggles that some people can appreciate I went through and survived, I went through some. And I went through a lot of mental trauma. Mm -hmm. And I was hiding it all the way back to when I was in high school and my mother had AIDS. Back in 1990, we're talking back in 1992, 93, 
where people were scared to touch you mm-hmm. if you had AIDS. So when my mom was in the hospital for like eight, nine months before she passed, and people used to ask me which, you know, what she had, I used to just say cancer. Right. Because I was That's scared stigma. and embarrassed mm-hmm. to say she had AIDS. So from that moment, and that, I mean, i seen shit before that, but, you know, just thinking about it, i just been holding that in, saying it's okay, I could do it, I could do it, don't worry right. about it. You know, that's going to make me stronger, but I didn't have to go through all that shit I went through to get this strong, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I think it's important to speak to somebody. It don't have to be in the form of a counselor, but just acknowledging that you have things to work on and... You know, you could do it different ways. It could be group. It could be just meeting mm-hmm. up with a particular group of strangers. You know, something outside of your norm, but you still speaking to other people. So you don't feel like you're just sitting in this room speaking to this one person you don't care about or you think don't care about you. You could be out in a group setting with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a lot of different ways, but you just want to speak. Don't hold it in because uh, once you get it out, you realize you already won half the battle. You acknowledge that now it's time to get to it. Right. I agree. It's hard when you have a circle and they kind of co-sign. You know it's coming from a place of love. Um, but I found myself surrounded by people who okayed my ill behavior. And it was hard to come out of that because I didn't want them to see me in a different light. So yeah. certain disorders like... Um, we don't know the difference to, to see between a mood disorder or being bipolar. Because they're different types of mental health. So I never understood that. And I felt like women get pushed into being moody a lot. But we have a lot of hormones. We got a lot of shit going on with us that directly affects your attitude. But they automatically say, oh, maybe that's a mood disorder. When... If you get diagnosed as being bipolar, what I've learned was bipolar is something that can be treated. You can take medication and be controlled. Now, I don't know the effects or side effects of being bipolar, but I know somebody personally who it has given that person a new life, being on medication, who was diagnosed as being bipolar. But for years, we just thought she was just, you know, acting out. So when we, you know, talk about mood disorders, you know, we referring to depression and bipolar and depression even though we joke around a lot with the word bipolar you sometimes could identify because at times it could be obvious some people could hide it but it's obvious because it's somebody acting out so right. it's something that you could identify a lot of times depression is not but see depression shows up in so many different ways yeah, you could be calm, relaxed, and depressed. Mm-hmm. You could still be going about your day, helping mm-hmm. everybody, smiling, but you're depressed. So depression is a disorder that, you know, I think affects us a lot. Um, and a lot. A lot of times is, because I went through this, I never wanted to say I was depressed or I was feeling sad. One, I didn't want people to think I was weak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. was that was a big part um, of me holding it in. I was like, I don't think of people. I can't. I'm always the one leading the group. I right. don't tell people I need help. Kind of, you know. So, um, but that depression, man, is is like it's it's killing us. It's like dead man walking. 
for sure. So y'all know we do research. And for anybody who has never seen these before, I went to sleep and woke up and couldn't see shit, y'all. And I had to get my glasses just to read. Let me show. Let me do this real quick. Because I wanted to show the difference and do some research on the difference between depression and bipolar. So depression is a mental health disorder characterized by persistently depressed mood or loss of interest in activities causing significant impairment in your daily living. Okay. Bipolar is also a mental illness that causes unusual shifts in a person's mood, energy, activity levels, and concentration. These shifts can make it difficult to carry out a daily task. And then, like you said, people who suffer with depression, it looks different. Depression, you can function, and then sometimes you shut down. and You don't even want to get out of bed. And it took, like you, postpartum depression when you have babies. Um, sometimes mothers go through postpartum. I didn't have it with the first one. I suffered with the second one. And then I did it again with the third one. But nobody recognized something's off with her. She's not okay. And I was sitting there sinking like I'm depressed. And I don't know why. I couldn't get out of. It was like a funk. Yeah. Do you know anybody with, that suffered with any mental? Um. Yeah. So, I'm not gonna say any names. I know that finger ain't over here. But I know I'm wiping my nose. Uh, tuh. I have to go to my nose. Um shit. <laughs> nah, you know I bipolar, yeah, I've seen and dealt with people. It's not I definitely dealt with people <laughs> bipolar. Um but you know the depression part is the one that for me, because I think now with COVID a lot yeah. of isolation, a lot of, you know... Life change. People oh, lost man, people. It's just... It is... Man, it's... The recovery part from COVID is, is going to be more deadlier than the actual COVID part. I think we still in it. I think we still recovering. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, the aftermath, all these killings and all of this and all of that. You compare pre and post... COVID, right. you don't see post-COVID, you know, the numbers are higher, but a lot of it is depression, you know, a lot of it is the mental health, a lot of it is people not realizing or coming to that realization that they need the help or that they have a problem because it sounds like a problem, so don't nobody want to be like, what you mean I got a problem? You crazy? You got a problem. Mm -hmm. um, and we're, gonna, we're not going to be able to communicate to them that way, so it's trying to find you know, your jump rope opportunity, when to jump in and catch that flow. And, and it's kind of hard. That's the disconnect with us now and the younger generation. It's just we ain't been able to find the right spot to jump in um, and connect with them. So, like I mean, like, even for my youngest, some life events we were really looking forward to and we talked about forever. She wasn't able to do a junior prom. She didn't have a senior prom. She didn't have a formal graduation. It was just so much tied into it. And then it was turning into what we going to do. How do we do this? How do we turn it around? Mm -hmm. So 
That's why I said it affects everybody in a different way. Why should you seek therapy or give it a try? Like, is it levels to it? Or should you say, hey, I did this, I did this, now this is the last resort? Or do you just do it and say, fuck it, I'm just going to go for it? I ain't even going to lie. The reason why I did it was because I fucked up, you know. So you had an event that drove you to therapy? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, it was so many other opportunities that I had that I could have, but I never did. But once I did, and kind of like accepted it, it, it just made me look at things in a different perspective. You know, mm-hmm. going back to how, you know, you always on 10, I'm on 3. And, you know, part of that is that, you know, being able to, you know, kind of master my feelings a little bit and know when to go, when not to go. Um, and a lot of that was, you know, being open and being receptive to therapy. Mm-hmm. Now, I say that to say this, I encourage it 100%. You know, I, I have a best friend that's going through something, that went through something. I didn't know, you know, what else to say. And I was just like, look, bro, you know, you may want to talk to somebody. You know, that was the first time I ever did that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was like growth in my head because this is like my dog. Um, so... It's something that we gotta understand that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. There's somebody out there going through the same thing you're going through or that's able to help you. So if you can't get it from your significant other, um, that's not a bad thing either. It's just you gotta find where you can get it to get better and then work on whatever you need to work on. You know, but do I encourage it? Hell yeah. Do I wish I would have jumped on it a lot sooner? Hell yeah. You know, um, but again, I'm one of those individuals, again, I'm going back to how I grew up. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to go through it and, and come out through it. You know what I mean, Paul? So it's like, I ain't scared of, you know, what's going to happen next. Whatever's thrown in front of me, I'm going to find a way. Um, but I got to understand I'm not alone. And when you understand that, you become more powerful. So, mm. if you, so if you think you're strong, you think you're this giant person. When you understand, yo, you're not alone. Like once I understood and really was submissive back to my wife, mm-hmm. that makes us more powerful. I think that's harder for me. Not harder, but it's hard for me to accept not being alone. And having the support and knowing that I don't have to carry the burden. And we are really a team. And it's not words. It's more of the action. Because I'm not big on words. Because I've been disappointed and let down a lot. So people say shit to me all the time. And it really is like rolls off my back. I really don't pay it a lot until you show me. And the consistency to be better has made me want to be like, okay. But I'm going to be honest. It took me a while to trust the process. And say, okay. And that's not from being married. That's from being, you know, when you grow up an only child. And you go through shit. And you go through a lot of changes and things. And 
you had to format that you don't know really how to trust you don't really know how to let people in and that's been my biggest problem but I do think and I have said this repeatedly before you guys get married go to marriage counseling it will save you some time and heartache and maybe disagreements and all that so I think it's important I swear by it I think it can save you ultimately from making mistakes that are sitting right in front of you and it's okay to make a mistake because I think that's hard when you make a mistake and you beating yourself up your partner don't know what the fuck to do it's like I don't know I'm, I'm just here I'm gonna be the whipping dog so <laughs> you gotta go through that like where we are as a society right what part of the blame should mental health get for how the world is like we watch the news you guys and I, I have to take days off because the news really affects me even if it's not in my city I'm like what is going on from the young kids to the middle age to the adults to you can't we were just talking about this school was supposed to always be a safe zone church a place of worship whether whatever religion it is safe zone the mall the grocery store you don't know where to go without somebody acting out and i don't want to get into the routine where you just say oh they mentally unstable see now they get off because what if they not yeah so do you think we given too much leeway to saying it's mental or it really has become an epidemic with mental health coming to the forefront yeah. and they just coming out. I just think, you know, we got to put more resources um, into these schools as early as middle school where we are provided some type of counseling, you know, soft counseling or whatever, but you know, I want to say mandatory, but some type of already communication early um, because, you know, a lot of these shootings are, you know, 14, 13. You see that kid, middle, you know, middle school in a bus, middle, you know, 14-year-old, 15-year-old ran in the school bus with the gun. With the gun. Because the joint jammed on them because they don't know what the hell they're doing, but they got guns. Mm. Uh, you know, Mother's Day, young girl in D.C., uh, um, eight or nine years old, family coming home from dinner, got caught up in a crossfire, and she got shot and killed. Yep. Over 50 shots rang off. Like, 50 shots going off in the neighborhood. Like, what's going on? Yeah, you know, so guns definitely, but the mental, um, you know, mental part of it is definitely a need, something that we gotta address and, and help our young ones. So, with all of that going on in the world, I can honestly say my anxiety levels have gone up and it started before with um, COVID because I have underlying health conditions so when we started tippy toeing back out um, Trey went before me and then he kind of pulled me out because I was like nope nope I don't want to go I don't want to be around anybody I don't want to do anything and I was last to stop wearing my mask and I still have it in my purse because my anxiety, I, I, I feel anxious and, you know, I feel those palpitations and I feel like anxiety levels increase with the pandemic. But I know I'm not the only one because the more I talk about it with other people, 
People that told me I've never had anxiety and now I suffer with it. Now I take medication for anxiety. I'm dealing with this. So let me tell you a little bit about anxiety, right? Gotta put my glasses on. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Many people worry about things such as health, money, or family problems. Now, if y'all ain't been to the grocery store and y'all haven't seen the price of eggs, mm. it's a thousand dollars for a dozen of eggs. Mm. Okay? Let's just keep it 100. But anxiety disorders involve more than temporary worry or fear. For people with anxiety, the anxiety does not go away and can get worse over time. So anxiety is one of those mental things that gets managed. It doesn't disappear. Okay? The symptoms can interfere with daily activities such as jobs, schoolwork, and relationships. So think about it. If you're dealing with anxiety, you got all these things going on, every little thing is going to bother you. And then other your partner and them get on your nerves. Like everything gets on your nerves. Nah. Because you're anxious all the time. So I must get on your nerves a lot. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's definitely, you know, a major disorder that you know, you should talk to somebody, speak up, and not, you know, I'm no expert. Um, to me, when, you know, people say speak up, speak up, um, yeah, really the first step is acknowledging that you need to speak up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So make that big And that's step. hard. That's yeah, a big if, step. If you don't see that or you don't understand that, whatever help you get in, it's not going to help you because you haven't acknowledged the initial step that I need, I need to speak. help. Well, not even to say I need help. I need to speak to somebody. Let's start there, and then then you can realize what kind of help you you need. Um, but yeah, you know, just understand you need to speak to somebody that way you could get better. Ain't nothing wrong with getting better, man. That's how you, you get better. You know, find a mentor, find a sponsor, find somebody who you can lean on, speak mm -hmm. with, um, to get you out of that circle. So tying into those. We also have what can be considered as a personality disorder. In personality disorders, we joke, we laugh, because everybody got that one uncle or that one auntie in your family who you just can't wait to come to the cookout or the family reunion because you know something ain't quite right with them. Or you got that uncle in the back room, Uncle Pete. And Uncle Pete got a personality disorder. We laugh about it, but it's really a It's a real. I don't laugh at shit like that. I, mean, like, I did not realize how... Because, see, we used to keep certain things under wraps. We kept it a secret. If we knew we had a special person, we just didn't want nobody else to know about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, it was always like, shh, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. You know, one of those. But that's the stigma. So, a personality disorder is a mental illness that severely impacts a person's ability to manage their emotions. So when your aunt acting out and she doing all this stuff because y'all running around making too much noise, we think it's funny as kids. But as adults, you got to recognize that's a personality disorder and it can lead to more serious actions. OK, also, the loss of emotional control can increase impulsivity, affect how a person feels about themselves. That's the part that's not funny. Y'all, we sit here, we laugh, we joke, we kiki, we make fun of them. And that can directly affect how they feel, which also can lead to things like suicide. And that's just a horrible thing. If you've ever 
had to witness a family or if within your family somebody committed suicide it doesn't just affect that person it tears a family apart okay so that's one of your personality disorders it's psychotic disorder it's post-traumatic stress disorder and it's a slew of others so keep in mind ptsd is real it's a lot of disorders out there i know we didn't name all of them here for you guys but try to talk about a few that we know a lot of people could relate to whether mm -hmm. personally in a circle or outside of your circle in your community or you see it every day um but you know we, we wanted to take this episode to definitely you know carry the message on or, or, or put the word out there you know that your mental health is important you know just like you want to be happy, your heart should be happy. That's how your brain is happy, you know. It's a muscle. You yeah, got to take yeah, care of it. Take care of it. It, it got to be repetitious, you know. It's not just a one thing. Well, I'm going to do it here and there. You got to do it consistently, consistently. Right. Consistently. Um, but take it, you know, a step at a time. Whatever that step is. Some people got different speeds on their steps. You don't got to worry about how fast somebody else is moving. But just make sure you step it. One thing I've learned and realized that is so important is taking time for me. Mm. And sometimes you feel selfish when you have kids and a spouse and this, that. But remember, if I'm not right, nothing's right. Yeah. So I got to step back and learning to say no. It's hard. I'm still learning to say no. I have to set boundaries and say no and be okay with it. And this is going to go outside of May. We don't want this to say, oh, May is mental health. And then next month, we right back to the same old behaviors. No, right. this is a daily, daily thing. Find outlets, volunteer, write in a book, keep a journal, um, go try meditation. All these things are so important that gets overlooked. We kind of downplay it, but it's key. And you got to remember to do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Put yourself first sometimes. And, you know, to piggyback on that, you know, just to talk about resources because a lot of us may not know where to go, where to start, what to do. And mm -hmm. the resources are there in front of you. So one of them, especially if you work at a corporate job, you know, whatever. I'm not going to say all corporate jobs. I'm not, I'm not sure. But most of these major, medium corporate um, industries, they offer resources where you can speak to somebody. They even want to cover the first four or six sessions. We took advantage of that. Mm -hmm. um, and then, or, you know, they may pay some towards it. So, first thing you want to do, if you can't find it on your job website, is call the HR department. EAP. Call whatever number it yep. is, and then just ask and say, hey, how do I find about these resources? You know, second one really um, is if you have a cell phone, all right, or you have access to the internet, whether you go to the library, whatever it is to use internet, you know, use your Google, use your Bings, um, and just type in free counseling. I was going to write some down, but there were so many that came up. I was like, right. let me just tell people. Is All we got to do is just type in. Yep. You know, it's going to ask you, you want to, you know, your location, you can either say yeah or nay, or put in the zip code. But yo, so many websites and links came up for free 
counseling, you know, or go to your local religious building or community center. Um, and just, you know, you just got to say, hey, I need help. Right. Speak up. It's first step. Speak up. Remember, everybody's going to do something. So let's just be better at it. Let's just be kind to each other because you never know. You never know. But that's our tidbit on the mental health awareness. We hope you guys got something from it. Walk away with it. Enjoyed this episode. Um, remember to subscribe. You know what I mean? Click the link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yo, stay tuned for season two. Stay tuned. All right? You already know it's your boy Trey Verdejo. It's your girl Gina Verdejo. And this is one plus one equals two. Relationship is all about addition and subtraction. And remember, you are not alone. That's right. Yeah.